So I'm not going back and forth with a man who thinks that they should be in my position. If you want to be in my position, get in my position. Do you believe that? Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Anthony Sane Show. This is, of course, your host, Anthony Sane. My man, Kenny Stubblefield, behind the glass. Kenny, what it do, my brother? My brother. It's been a good week, man. Man, it's been a good week for sure, man. The weather has been great, man. Everything has been good. These damn allergies of mine are definitely kicking in for sure, man. I've been been getting getting right on that Allegra at the house, man, for sure, uh, with, the, with the weather changes for sure, Kenny. No uh, no roll-down windows for you? Man, I had to, man. My air ain't working. Oh yeah, it, my air went out in the middle of the winter time. I was like, oh, I'll fix that when I'll it gets hot. I'll fix that when it gets hot. <laughs> but yeah, it's all of a sudden now it's here. <laughs> yeah, it's here now, man. It is time to get the AC fixed for sure. I've, I've been making some calls around town to check into that for sure, man. I said I'm gonna hold on to that money during the winter time. But yeah, it's time to go ahead and get the air uh, taken care of in the car for sure. We have the same thing going with our house right now. Our downstairs unit uh, is completely out. No, I can't. I can't be hiding the house. I, our I, upstairs I unit out. If that was <laughs> right. <laughs> But it happened over the wintertime, right? Uh-huh, yeah. So we were like, Tracy and I were like, ah, oh, we're good. We'll hold off on this until it gets hot. And now. Yeah, it's starting to warm up. Now we got to start planning to pay for it. Yeah, man. It happens. It happens. It happens for sure. Well, things were warming up in FedEx Forum last night. Uh, Segway King. Look at that, man. Segway King. That's what they call me for sure, man. Your Memphis Tigers got the big 76 and 52 win over Charlotte. The uh, Charlotte 49ers, I think. The, something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, a.k.a. Uh, Briarcrest uh, High School. Briarcrest uh, Light. <laughs> Cordova uh, High. Was in FedEx Forum We're not last disrespecting night. White Station like that. Exactly, man. Exactly. It's like the Tigers uh, covered the spread as well, Kenny Stubberfield. They were a six-point favorite. They covered that. By, uh, by like four times? I saw not a piece of this game. I was out uh, drunk as hell uh, last night. I wasn't drunk as hell, but I was out drinking. Uh, and the game went on television where I went, so. It was on ESPN Plus. I know, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see none of it. I, I would check my phone every now and again. Uh, this is y'all catch me up on this because this is what I this is what I'm missing, right? I've I've seen Joe Cooper everywhere to this morning, right? He gave a kid some shoes, and people were like getting excited about him. Um, Joe Cooper played nine minutes, was one or two from the field for three points. Like, what what happened that I missed? He's a walk-on, man. Came in and didn't look like a walk-on. Shot a three, made it. Shot a three, made it. Okay. Looks like a diesel out there. He's di- he's dieseled up. Okay. Like, he don't look like, like, hey, man. He made some energy. Hey, like, hey, he did some energy stuff. For my, I mean, not even. I mean, like, he didn't, he just didn't look like every other walk-on <laughs> that they have. Like, like let's be real. He let's, does look like he can hoop for real. Though. No, he's like, a hooper. what's his story? Like, why is he a walk-on? Uh, I don't know his story. He played at uh, Northwest Community, or Northwest Mississippi Community College mm-hmm. for maybe one or two years, I mm-hmm. think. I actually don't know his story that well, um, but uh, I've, from what I understand, where he played in high school, he was really, really good. And it's, I think he might have played in Mississippi, if I'm, if I'm correct. Oh, Miss? On, no, 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 in terms of high school. High school. Oh, I thought he was a oh, he played kid. for Olive Branch. Oh, okay. He played for Olive Branch. That's Memphis, though. Yeah. And so, you know, he comes in, he don't look like, hey, man, all respect to this kid. He's awesome. He's mm-hmm. a good kid. He don't look like Noah Stansberry out there, yeah, exactly. you know. Like he exactly. looks like a looks like he could actually hoop a little bit, and so, I mean, but you know how Tiger fans are, man. Like, just you know how to get you know how head. Memphis fans are. Yeah, Memphis exactly. fans, whether it's Grizzlies or Tigers, man, they love it when right. they got a local kid coming out and doing right. anything that looks like it resembles basketball. Because we've seen people try to figure out: do we sign Jordan, whatever this kid, the the 
the the, the Grizzlies guy, uh, Jordan. Uh, I don't know his name. Which one from Memphis? No, the uh, the ten day dude. I don't know, man. Jordan, somebody. Who, he's back here. Parrish, he's back here. What what is he talking about? What ten day? What ten day dude? Who? Jalen Crutcher. He said no matter damn Jalen Crutcher. <laughs> he said Jordan. I don't know who you're talking about. The, he's all the Jordan Hawkins or was that his name? Man, it's been too long since you've been. You've, Chris has been <laughs> off for way too long, man. You, what did you drink last night? That's the question. No, I had. man, come on, bro. Y'all know who I'm talking about, man. Jordan Hawkins. No, his name is Jordan somebody. Jordan Goodwin, man. Damn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen people talk about like, oh, do we sign? Do we keep him? Like, I get, we I get. The, even, we couldn't remember his name, right. man. Like, I don't think we should be signing anybody. <laughs> if it took that, if it took like five dudes in the studio, nobody knew who I was talking about. <laughs> it took the beat writer for the, the Grizzlies going, I don't know oh, what you know. Oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Paris <laughs> Arkansas. <laughs> Literally every game. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan's playing right. for the Grizzlies? Michael B. Jordan who? <laughs> Paris back there. I don't know who the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, man. But uh, speaking of people in the studio, man, we got my guy, Xavier Dotson, man. He's going to join us. Big for, He's going to join us for the sit-down with saying. Zay has great, great videos, man, that he has. I stay my old ass up to wait for a 25-year-old uh, young man to edit a video. That's where I'm at in life, man. That's why I, I find the simple things, Kenny. I, I stay up late at night to watch uh, one of Zay's videos, man. You know what? There's one thing about his videos that I just that fills me with so much joy What's that? every time. It's the Nardo bomb, man. Oh, yeah, the Nardo bomb. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For those of you who not who are not aware, uh, my guy Chris Ingram, uh, Blood City Media does. Uh, I love the Nardo bomb. He has Twitter spaces, uh, and he, he debuted his first one on Wednesday. Every Wednesday, he's playing on duties around six o'clock, right? Or if Wednesday's not a game day, um, I don't know. I don't know what it's, I don't know what the rules of Chris. Is. I know he does it once a week, right? It's, it's gonna be new, Wednesdays so, at six. Yeah, Wednesdays at six, right? So um, we started talking about Luke Kennard, right? All the, the Bluff City Media guys are in there. Uh, we're talking the spaces, and um, and Kenny. The, the subject of Luke Kennard comes up. Oh, if you want to hear emotional kitty stuff, hey, <laughs> talk about a white shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Nardo bombs, baby. Yeah, man. But Zay's gonna come on. Uh, Zay's uh, videos uh, are great. Uh, 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 uh. We, we they're they're kind of they're kind of few and far between because he don't make them unless the Grizzlies. He don't make them right? unless yeah, exactly. Right. So so he may have to kind of add if Gigi has a good game, you know, something right. like that to make some or whatever. But yeah, Zay's gonna come in and join us, man, uh, for that. But uh, before we come to him, man, I, I'll throw this out to you, Kenny. The Tigers, like, what are they, man? Like, is because we've seen so many different versions of this team. Are they closer to what we saw last night? Are they closer to what we've seen the last few weeks with the struggling? Or are they the team that you know? What are they, man? Like, because I, like I said, I'm not buying the whole thing of Penny saying we're two different teams. I don't buy that at we've all. We've seen two different teams, but it's the same dudes. It's you the same know what dudes. I mean? So, what, what, what is this Tiger team to you? All right, and so this is coming off of a win. So, mm -hmm. like, when I say this, I don't say this with negativity in my heart, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I've been accused of this week. Like, I don't have – there's not a negativity. Uh, where Who the Tigers are is which side of the bed Penny wakes up in in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, what side of the bed is he – is he going to wake up on the side of rational college head coach decisions, you know, in terms of rotations, in terms of lineups? Then they're the team you saw last night. Mm-hmm. If he's going to wake up. How were the rotations last night? I awesome, didn't see any. Awesome. 
Okay. Awesome. He's, he lineup changes. Um, he started. Uh, he played three bigs last night. Well, listen, define. He he's been talking about wanting to do small ball for a while, and people were like, "Why is he starting Naquan Tomlin?" And Naquan Tomlin six ten. Why is he starting Naquan at the three? Mm-hmm. Naquan operates his game operates better in a small ball scenario where he's able to, you know, operate from the wings in space. Mm-hmm. That's where he operates. He is not a. He's a six foot ten kid who doesn't need to be in the paint he fouls too much he's not big enough he's not strong enough he needs to be he can guard on the wing Mm -hmm. he can dribble off the wing he can shoot threes he's he's very very good at that and so that's that's the biggest who the tigers are is if they play naquan at the three and give him a lot of minutes there they're going to be a really tough out during the aac tournament well, we'll we'll see how that goes, man. Uh, going forward, like I said, it was good to see the Tigers get a win and just beat the shit out of somebody. Just beat the, just beat the shit, shit out of them. It was good stuff. Good stuff to see. Even though I didn't see it, I was uh, tearing them back last night, man. So well, I, I watched see. the whole game and they played well. Yeah. They played so well. that's what's up, man. That's what's up. I'm glad they got that win. Um, also glad I can bring Zay in because Zay is kind of an anomaly, man. He's he's one of the um, there aren't a lot of people in his age group. Uh, who can really speak well about the Tigers? When I say well, I'm not saying speak good things about them, but can with knowledge. With knowledge, yeah, yeah. he's a he's a he, he's uh, a Tiger fan. He's able to speak about the Tigers for sure. So I definitely want to hear a lot of things he has to say, being that he's in that younger that younger age group for sure, man. But like like I said, I'm about to get out of the way. Uh, I want to get Zayon. Super excited to hear what he has to say about the Grizzlies, about the Tigers. Uh, about you know other things as well, man. His his views as a like I said, up and coming content creator, man. Like I said, he's he brings a very interesting spin to uh, uh like and like I said that content creation really opens up whole new windows of of, of what we've called journalism because there weren't any uh, YouTube shorts ten years ago. You know what I mean? So uh, Zay really opens up another door with some of the things that he does. Plus he can just talk hoop. You know what I mean? He's not just you know some goofy kid you know, recording videos and making stuff go viral. It's this dude. I'm not going to name no names, but we'll talk about it over the, in, during the break maybe that it really gets on my nerves that <laughs> makes content because I think he's a goofball. But anyway, Zay is coming. He's one of the best in the city. My guy, uh, Xavier Dotson, going to join us for the sit-down with Sane. I'm going to get out the way, and my man going to be here for the sit-down with Sane. We'll see you guys in a minute here on the Anthony Sane Show. I definitely if see you it. mixed and matched those guys, you have wonder. okay one slow and movable object, right. yeah. one fast guy who can, yeah. who, right. can sh- who can switch on the defensive end, uh, has maybe a deeper offensive back. Right. But now you're playing the two and two. All right, this, I, I'm not calling them fat, but this, you're playing. You know, you're, you're skinny and fast, fat and slow. Yeah, and and together. Th- yeah, like separately. Those right. guys are not mixing the and same matching skill at all. Sets are playing it's strange. Together. It's yeah. tra- I, well, I mean, Jordan and and. Malcolm didn't spend a whole bunch of time on the floor together, though. Hey, he cannot get up and down the floor no, well enough for no. this team to be like a, a game-to-game, no. like contributor. consistent contributor. Just the more you see him out there, even when he played in, in uh, good, meaningful minutes against uh, uh, Tulane, you like, just you're like, like ah, that's was, not that's not something that you can just consistently right. this do. This was never really a fit. Tune into on the bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Coon. 
every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. But like watching him develop into what he was, and I, I mean, forever will be etched in my mind the night that Dylan and Shannon Sharp and T got into it, and Shannon was talking big in his in his cardigan until Steve-O walked over there, and all of a sudden Shannon wasn't so big no more. <laughs> it's the only time I've ever seen Steve and Adams pull his hair out of the bun. Right, like he was going to throw some hands, and Shannon yeah. Sharp wanted none of that smoke. He yeah. was ducking that, all that smoke. <laughs> that and Tony Bradley, him carrying a seven-foot yes. Tony Bradley away from John Moran. <laughs> I mean, yeah. love me some Steedham Adams for that. But, like, Drew, we've hit on second-round picks. So, if we keep these second-round picks, like, we've hit on those much better than we have on lottery. Not, you know, Trip and yeah. Ja notwithstanding. Right. But we took in picks for this year as well as next year. Also, two for last 24, night, one for 25. Tune in to the Two Buck Sports Show with Rusty Witten and Drew Gann every Friday at 3 p.m. only on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. I think he can be. I, I, yeah, I, I, I this is tough because anything you kind of say about guys like now like people tend to take even if it's slightly negative it's like you know insulting one of their own children (laughs) and the reality is i think he can be i i think his best role is probably as a backup wing on on a really good team like like i don't know that he's necessarily a starter you know in in the nba on a really good team he he may be he's a little undersized you know i I think he plays a little bit bigger than than he really is i want to say initially he came in listed at like six foot six but i think he's probably close to really about six foot four maybe six foot five um you know in in that range but he plays big because he plays tough he's he's pretty athletic pretty good leaper the big key for him is going to be to continue to shoot it well if he continues to shoot it well there's a place for him in the league and and there's a place for him in the memphis rotation because we all know if you're hard-nosed and get after it they're gonna find a way to play you exactly shoot so much the better so tune in to the grizz 901 post game show live after every grizzlies game on the bluff city media youtube channel show y'all as promised man i got my guy xavier dawson you probably heard his voice before you probably never seen his face his brother don't show his face too much he kind of like on his chris move type shit when it come down to his, his content creating but he's one of the best content creators in the city some of the best content you'll find for your memphis grizzlies my guy xavier dawson what's going on man what's good same better known as zay in the building y'all probably knowing this my guy zay yeah, yeah zay, zay time, time takes man zay yeah. Time takes. yeah y'all know him y'all know him uh zay you you make a video after every grizzlies win and they've been so much more precious this year because the wins have been so far and few between, man. So you've had uh, you you, uh, you you put a video out every time, and I wait up for them because they are incredible every time you put one out. And it's usually a, a YouTube short where you you compile highlights and just your delivery, man. Just the way you put your videos together is just incredible. So how did you get started making the videos that you make uh, to celebrate Grizzlies' victories? Yeah, um, you know I started originally on TikTok. I was making videos, mm. just NBA-wise content analysis, 
And then, you know, when eventually I, I found myself at Bluff City Media, I, mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, stand out. I was such a big fan of Stuart Scott back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. The way that he yeah. used to have his own flavor mm-hmm. on ESPN and Sports Center, telling the game and his booyahs and his own type of spice and flavor. I wanted to do that. I, so I pay a big entourage and, you know, in a way that Stuart Scott sort of paved the way for me to to finally put a flavor into the Grizzlies next gen. Because mm-hmm. truth be told, them guys like the same age as I am yeah. right now, John mm-hmm. Morant. Jaren Jackson. Yeah. And so it's exciting watching them to play. And so every time they drop in the win, I'm like, okay, bet I got y'all. I'm gonna turn up with y'all. I'm gonna drop a video. Yeah, they, they definitely see they definitely feel like super authentic. Like it feels like, like you said, you're the same age as those guys. So the videos really feel like is you talking about your peers. And like I said, it's good stuff. And you mentioned Stuart Scott, man, who's a guy who definitely when I started listing like my guys who I looked up to, he definitely is one of those guys because he yeah. made it okay to just be him, man. And he yeah. just brought that just the black flair to it, the hip-hop flair to it, inner-city flair, and it's just, you know, it's, and it's good to see guys like that still making an impression because I'm a bit older than you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to see that, he's, that, that the impression he left is still falling down on you. So uh, just talking about the game itself, what are some of the highlights that you can pull from the season? We know about Gigi. We know about Vince Williams, things like that. Going forward, what are some of the things, highlights you can pull out from the season or even things that have already happened that you can look at as being good things and what's been a bad season so far? Obviously, you know, expectations hasn't, mm. has fallen short that right, right. everybody thought at the mm. beginning of the season. But you can still see so much positivity on the bright side. Jaron Jackson has increased his production majorly as a, um, a full-time leader mm. as well, being a capable first score for the Grizzlies team as mm-hmm. well. Desmond Bain, earlier this season, before mm-hmm. he got injured, he showed a glimpse of him being a three-level scorer, basically a borderline all-star player. Gigi Jackson, Vince Williams, man, I'm the diamonds in the roast right yeah, now, man. man. Second round draft picks, had to get it out the mud, playing for the hustle. And now we, with probably less than 30 games left with the regular season, uh, you see what we, who we acquired from the trade deadlines. Lance, oh, I said Lance Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Mar Stevens. Right. And, um, you know, the guy on the 10-day good good win. We trying to see what they can do. Maybe everybody talking about with the Zaire, everybody basically hitting up with the Toy Story (laughs) treatment, like, Andy, I'm done playing with you. Right. Like, man, we don't want to see much from Zaire. But Zaire had some really – had an optimistic game the last game with the books. So, hopefully we can pull salvage some of these guys that, you know, basically we're tired of sort of looking Mm -hmm. at them. They done had a little run longer than a lot of the younger players. See what they could pull with, but I, I'm I'm really happy in in a way that we saw grow from Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson this year. Well, you, you talked about Zaire Williams, like, and he had a good game, 27 points, his career high yeah. against the Milwaukee Bucks, and we've seen games where Zaire has been absolutely terrible. What what do you think Zaire is? Is he a guy who you think that maybe in a couple more years he could kind of kind of balance himself out to be? a steady rotation player for us or someone else? Or do you think he's a guy that's just not an NBA player? Obviously, we see flashes Mm -hmm. and his inconsistencies into his game. Truth be told, I had high hopes and dreams that he was going to be the starting wing for our team. But I feel like I don't scale back big time. He most likely is going to be a rotational piece probably coming off the bench. Mm -hmm. Teams still can see the optimistic and the potential in him. The kid Mm -hmm. got a lot of length. He's still pretty young, relatively young. He's spry with energy when he wants to. 
I could see him especially being a, a backup wing for a team, especially a contending team in a way mm-hmm. that they can utilize to see, okay, maybe we can see what we can bring out of him. You see where David Roddy just went to with the, with the Suns. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Suns probably going to utilize Roddy in a lot better manner compared to the Grizzlies because mm-hmm. they've contended for a championship right now. Roddy – He's such a unique figure in a way that he can utilize his body in such a great manner. Zaire, I think he needs to be in a uh, a win now situation to really broadcast his whole skill set in a mm-hmm. way so he can go ahead and flourish in an environment. So I'm a, we're gonna play GM for a minute, right? Because everyone's talking about what do you do with the first round pick, right? Yeah. This this pick could be anywhere from top four. We could get bumped up to the top four. Or it could fall anywhere to where it's probably naturally going to fall between 6 and 10, somewhere in that range, 6 and 8, 6 and 10 at the worst. Um, let's say that you don't move up, right? You just get your pick, which would be somewhere between 6 and 10 more than likely. What do you do with that pick on, dra- uh, on draft night? If, 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 if the lottery passes and we're picking somewhere where we're supposed to pick, how do you handle the rest of the offseason? Man, obviously – Twitter, Grizzlies, Twitter, and X go and debate about this all the time. And right I've now. seen, I've been on, I've taken every side of it. Like, yeah. it, of the four options you have, I've taken, I've sat in each option. It's like, yeah, I think this is what I want to do. I mean, so, and a, I get it. I get all of them. Yeah, so where are you at? It's a challenging decision. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this draft isn't just hit with the haymakers of superstar talent mm-hmm. right away. Plug in, they're going to get you 15, be a star right away. Mm-hmm. I don't see that happening with these players. The Grizzlies right now in a dire – I wouldn't say a dire win-now situation, but they want to win. They at least want to hit the second round next year. None of these players, especially one through ten that's coming out the draft, I don't see them making a significant change for mm-hmm. the Grizzlies. I feel like they, they should trade the pick, mm-hmm. regardless if it is a, a bottom ten pick or is it a top five pick. That's my opinion. I feel like that there's a available big that you can get in free agency or, you know, you can trade with another team. But in terms of if it is 6 through 10, I don't see anyone that's just a feasible big or wing. A lot of people talk about Rob Dillingham. Mm-hmm. There's no point of going small again. We have that struggle right now of trying to be uh, be mm-hmm. small, and then eventually he's going to want more minutes down the line. Who's going to call for minutes for mm-hmm. I just feel like that they best off trading that pick, man. It, I feel like it is a – I don't know. I feel like it's a trap pick because it is a dilemma because you got to make these tough decisions. Mm-hmm. And climbing, I feel like he the guy fit for the job for the yeah. I, I understand that logic totally, right? I have a different opinion. But I'm my opinion is based off of I know these folks, bro. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, this front office is a is a are they are creatures of habit. Like like no other front office, right? It is a certain things I just can't see these guys being gifted with a, a top 10 pick. A contract that you know is going to be, what, four years yeah, on, on a reasonable you like deal. You, you should, you're proving a point for right For a young talent. Like, there's no way they're not going to step into the podium and, and go and get a chance to redeem themselves. They got so much criticism for Zaire, right, and, uh-huh. and, and Roddy, LaRavia, those type of guys. Even though you hit on Gigi, you hit on Vince those Williams. Those second rounders. Right. It, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, that's to my point. Uh-huh. This, is, this is our chance to say, hey, this draft, y'all talk about looking on talent in it. We're going to find the talent in that top 10, and we're going to go step to the podium and get our guy. I just feel like that's their logic, man, because there's so many other ways that they can get a center that don't even have to involve that pick at all. Yeah. I just I just can't see them not adding a possible really good, rota- good young, cheap rotation piece, especially considering the, the contract situation. I see I see it both ways. I totally agree, because I'll be on my F. 
F them kids shit too. I be on it. You know I be on it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I, I mean? Know, I know, I know. <laughs> so it's like, I get that side too. I just kind of feel like with this front office, man, the redemption angle that like just that that cheap contract they can have for a good player. I just I I can't see them not draft coming out of that draft for somebody. But I, I get it though. Yeah, I understand the business side mm. of things. Obviously, we tied with money a situation with John Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson yeah. coming up with a contract extension. So you look into these younger players coming into the draft, you can find them with a steal like the Gigi Jackson mm-hmm. and the Vince Williams. Man, we paying them under $20 million yeah. for four years yeah. for both, for collective for both of them. Well, yeah, which is a, a straight finesse. <laughs> right. So I honestly believe that, like. Was that Clyde been in Memphis too long? He yeah, had Clyde been in Memphis too long on me. <laughs> yeah, but it, the way that you just put it, I can see that. Hey, tell Gigi we ain't got it, but hey. <laughs> GG though, man. GG, come on, man. I got you on the back end, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, uh, was FedEx owner hit him up. Right, you know, on the side, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, man, I think climbing like, the way that you put it in a way, he could come up with a finesse deal, <laughs> hey, man. I think the no-name shoes GG wearing, I think them the climbings. He showed who be rocking man, some no-name real shoes, bobos, man. man. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. They gotta get my boy straight, man. I can't. Cause I think I think Gigi has star potential, like uh, being for real. Bro. Hey, yeah, I, f- I feel like some some shoe deal gonna come in to play. Yeah. If John Conchar can get a deal, bro, <laughs> right. Gigi Jackson can get a deal. Yeah, hey, don't like, hate on my John Conchar guy, man. Hey, man, bro. <laughs> hey, you know, Kenny been his feelings, man. If, if y'all checked out the uh, the uh, the group chat spaces, my guy Chris Ingram hosted uh, the first one was yesterday, well yeah. Wednesday, uh, on Twitter or X or whatever, and uh, Kenny was just getting super emotional on that joint, man. It's not talking about Luke white, Kennard, man. It's not talking about white shooters, man. I need white shooters, <laughs> man. And Kenny was just, how do you trade shooting? Like, I, <laughs> li- I live vicariously through, through them, man. Yeah, like most white people that fan base do, man. Y'all do live through live through Luke Kennard, man. Hey, hey. but no, nah, man. But uh, back to Gigi Jackson, man. Who I think has like, you can just see certain guys and just tell. Like that particular guy has the it factor, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got, he's he's kind of got the media by his strings. You can tell that he's a guy that once he really gets out there, out there, the media is gonna eat him up, right? He's still got like not immaturity, but it's like a kind of a boyish yeah. charm about himself. You know what I mean? 19. Like uh-huh. yeah, he's but he, he, we've seen a lot of nineteen year olds come through the league. Like Gigi is is, is almost it's almost like you ever seen those movies like um, where they do like you will switch people. Like you would be a, a, an adult for a day, but you're not yeah, really yeah. a kid. You're really a kid. Uh-huh. He's kind of like that. He's, he's it's almost like you put a 12 year old in a 30 year old man's body, and yeah, now he's yeah. an NBA player. And it's like those type of movies that came out. Yeah. It's almost like that because it's like he'll give you the most honest answers, and he would be like, you know, back in the day. Well, it really wasn't back in the day. It was like a couple years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. But it's like you know, back in the day. Yeah, we've had 19. a lot of yeah, we've had a lot of 19 year olds come through. But he literally is like a huge 6'9 kid in the league. Uh, and, yeah. and he's just got a uh, – it's just certain things about him, man. And and Kenny talked about this on the Spaces the other day, how it's like I want to hold back and say I'm trying to find little things about this game that are like, well, no, nah, I don't think he'll be able to do this because of this. But then you look at him, if you just step back from him, he's like, no, nah, dude, that dude is 6'9, 19 years old, can literally score any way he wants to on the court. Like, that's a star, man. That's, that's a star in the making. And I don't – See anything that's, that's going to come in in between that on him? Where do you see um, Gigi Jackson being on this team in the next maybe let's say two or three years? Man, it's really hard to to put an establishment on him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he become he's become a, a like you said a star blossoming in the making. I do see him eventually being the starting small forward. Mm-hmm. 
but as well, I'm trying to figure out what situation, how I'm an X's and O's type guy. I love mm. trying to describe and see where he's going to fit it on the floor with around different players. Mm. I'm trying to figure out how's he going to be around Job Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson because they got to get their shots. Mm-hmm. And Gigi Jackson, he's such a talented player. He can spot up and shoot like an MPJ. He can dribble the, the, the ball and create his own shot like mm-hmm. a Paul George. I know Parker had – he was on TNT the other uh, night yeah, talking yeah. about saying – Shout out to Parker. He said uh, Gigi Jackson is a mixture of Paul George and somebody else. Jason Tatum when Jason he plays on TNT. Yeah, yeah. Charles <laughs> said, hold on, Parker, hold on. But uh, uh-huh. I'm honestly trying to figure out – I want him to gain some weight. He's only 19. Obviously, that's going to mm-hmm. happen. His body looks like he can hold weight, though. Yeah, he ain't body. made up like Zaire. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. And I made an analysis video of him, like, initially when we got drafted. And it's going crazy, <laughs> I feel I hit that jump right on the money talking about, like, what his outcome can be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's still really young into his uh, potential. But he has the potential to be a great defensive player. Dude got a long wingspan. Mm-hmm. He's already showing aggressive aggressiveness on the defensive end. Offensively, you know, I feel like he could be practically the best Grizzly small forward in history. You think about how many small forwards that that's made an impact on mm-hmm. the Grizzlies. He ain't got a ton of competition, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, really gotta he do got to do much to pass everybody. Know. You know what I mean? The best one is Rudy Gay. Yeah. And Rudy Gay was just only yeah, here and for he such left, a glimpse. Yeah, he left on a, like, what people saying, get him out of here type stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So he could really establish and make a mark, mm-hmm. right, of being the greatest Grizzly small forward of all time. Yeah. And he's only 19. He could do that by the time he's 21. Yeah. <laughs> right. But... <laughs> I, I'm just still trying to picture how will he be involved in the starting five. Yeah. And I feel like you got to find a way to get him shots. When John Moran isn't on the floor, this is a guy that you can have, have get the ball, okay, pow, 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 get to his spot, pull up mid-range or get to the rack. And Taylor Jenkins got to come up with some creativities, <laughs> uh, plays and scenarios to maximize GG because this is his kid. He like a Mustang out there, man. Mm-hmm. He just really want to get minutes yeah. and, and be out there on the floor. So I'm 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 really ready to see these last 30 games. Maybe Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart can come back and I can see how he is how he's gonna be involved around them too. Yeah. And then like, I mean, this man just got a mentality that I'm a dog, I'm a killer. It don't matter who's who I right. match up against each night, I'm gonna try to drop 30. There's there's been a lot of talk about how do you deal with the center position, right? So I'm gonna kind of flip the question to you in a different way. Instead of saying, how do you address the center position? I'll ask you, describe the attributes of the perfect player to put beside Jaron Jackson Jr., whether that's at the five or the four. Because I, I could, I really could see a situation where the Grizzlies bring in someone that might be shorter than Jaron, but take care, takes care of all of the stuff that that center position needs, even though they might not be the center. Because yeah. I think the Grizzlies kind of showed their hand. I think Draymond coming out and saying the Grizzlies almost signed him last summer. Makes me think the Grizzlies may not be looking for may not be looking for a center. I think they are. I think they're ninety percent looking for a center, but I can't rule out that they may be looking for a four. Yeah, that can kind of still take that weight off of Jaren. So with that being said, describe the attributes or the or the or the style of play for the guy you would put beside Jaren, and possibly who that guy might be in your eyes. Like I said, I'm a big X's and O's type guy. Mm-hmm. Well, Steven Adams was so great that a lot of people always talk about the screen setting. That was a big attribute of his, but. Mm-hmm. Steven Adams, when he he was here, he had career highs and assists. Mm-hmm. The way that he was able to do the handoffs, the way he made an establishment with Desmond Bain with those handoffs and Bain coming off mm-hmm. the curls and making those jump shots. 
you talk about Draymond Green. Draymond Green, which is, makes that make more he, way more he sense. He is such a phenomenal offensive IQ player, man, mm-hmm. because he is sort of in a way another point guard. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Jenkins relied so heavily on Stephen Adams, sort of basically being a secondary, tertiary playmaker on the court mm-hmm. in a way because he took up so much space. Due to the fact, I mean, due to the fact he's such a big frame, and then as well, he started to understand the game in a different way to to, mm-hmm. to dish out the ball. I see if the Grizzlies are going to u- utilize a center, I feel like they got to find a guy who has that high offensive IQ to know how to mm-hmm. do the correct handoffs and play because the NBA has shaped so differently. It's shaped so much. It's a lot of pick and roll and the handoffs. The handoffs is sort of the bread and butter in the, in, in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy you talk about, like, who we should fit in and whatnot. One guy who's sort of similar and who has high IQ in a way like that is Isaiah Hardenstein, if mm-hmm. you've ever watched his game. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's 1A on my list right now. I ain't going to lie. He's yeah, 1A. no, mm-hmm. I feel like he would fit perfectly in the Grizzly systems because bro knows how to understand to put that ball in a great situation around the, the free throw line and work a system in which – he can move the ball around because him and Jalen Brunson, they got a nice connection. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mitchell Robinson is out right now, so Hardison has elevated in minutes. Mm-hmm. Them two got a nice dynamic duo. Desmond Bain mm. and and Stephen Adams, man, if you really go back and look at those st- st- stats, they, were, man, cook- they yeah. were cooking together. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Hardison as well, he sort of got an offensive game. He got a floater. I don't know if y'all remember that dude, Costa Kufis, back yeah. in the day, bro, yeah. he, with his little yeah. uh, ugly, wonky floater. Uh-huh. Isaiah Hardenstein, he got a better floater. All yeah. right? It's a lot more smoother. But I think somebody, they got to find somebody that's more polished. You know, big frame for one. And then as well, like, they're going to be dynamic with giving the ball off mm-hmm. with the handoffs. And he can get rebounds like crazy. Rebounds, yeah, as well. And it's that's something about having crazy. a white black dude on the team that's always. Hey. <laughs> I cheer for Hardenstein, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, you got to cheer for Hardenstein. I was going to say. I don't know who the barbers up there in New York, but Hardenstein and Denver Chizzo, bro, you know they're going to black barbers, bro. They, the the boys, top, they the, the top two up. chop white boys in the league, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, Hardenstein, uh, we had uh, Daniel Grill, right? Yeah. It's a it's a clip that I don't know if it went viral or not, but it should have. Because the, the, when the look on Daniel Grill's face when he found out he lost a white guy to, to cheer for him, man. When he found out when he found out that Hardenstein was black, man, the man's face turned to a ghost. Yeah. He but lost yeah. About twenty uh, percent of his fans. <laughs> right. man. Like, hey, did he pay you your money yet? For what? He he owes you money. Oh, for he that does owe me for that. Yeah, he, he got to drop that off, man. Oh, dang, dang. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Greg got to drop that off, man, for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm I've got Hardenstein one A for sure, man. Because yeah. I, I can see a situation where, like, Mitchell Robinson's good. He comes back, and Mitchell Robinson's good. We yeah. know he's good, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, man. I don't even want to. I don't even want to be in a place where it's even in question. I want to know I'm gonna be a starter. I want to know I'm in a place where I can get paid. Let's do. Let's work out a sign and trade. And if you know how the NBA works, man, that may already have had that discussion may have already happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like agents talk to teams all the time. I could definitely see a situation where Hardenstein may have already got with us. Like, hey, I see what y'all got going on down there. The future, yeah, yeah, lining up perfectly. Yeah, uh, exactly. So he's one A to me for sure. Claxton is probably one B. But your heart sign just feels like, and maybe because of, I remember Zach Randolph being the guy that used to bully us all the time, right? Uh-huh. And maybe the way I've seen Hardenstein get 40 rebounds <laughs> damn near in the game yeah, that has me thinking. Exactly, bro. bro. Yeah, for sure. So I would love to get Hardenstein here, get that man around some of the best barbers in the country. Hey, I can just imagine count. the levels. 
that, that the fade can go to <laughs> here in Memphis. <laughs> it ain't called the Kelsey, man. Uh, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, so Hardenstein's my guy. Um, you talked earlier about how you're the same age as the court, the court, I mean, the young court here with uh -huh. the Grizzlies, right? So what's your opinion on the Grizzlies as far as capturing the culture of the city or just your generation? What I mean by that is I remember uh, – uh, when Chris was talking about, um, he was talking about how like the, the the energy felt dead, like it didn't feel like this didn't feel like the Grizzlies no more. There's a lot of people say, okay, this don't feel like, even though we're losing, mm -hmm. looking past the losing, this just don't feel like the Grizzlies. It kind of feels like it's back now, from seeing Jaw on the sideline and Bane and everybody, you know, doing the thing on the sideline. Where, where's your gauge on whether you do they do they feel like the fun Grizzlies again to you? Is basically what I'm trying to say. Obviously, when losing, losing always is going to be a bad feeling mm -hmm. regardless. The energy isn't going to be high. We didn't know mm -hmm. what what to expect at the beginning of the season because we all had high expectations. And then when we started losing and injuries started piling up on us and we got a multiple 10 days, 10 ways, mm -hmm. two ways, you got so many people that ain't never been here and, and, and has never really embodied the culture of mm -hmm. Memphis. So – that was a big reason why things weren't feeling the way it was the past few seasons when mm -hmm. we were having a success. And, you know, we got the dance. We got ESPN pulling up on us and talking about us. But, man, you talk as far as, you know, the the core guys, Jai, Bane, Jaren, man, they've embodied the, the, the yeah. culture of Memphis big time. Jaron Jackson, he got his own wing guru sauce, bro. Rapid dropping albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Desmond Bain, bro, he pulled up. He would probably be hitting up Nike all the time. I ain't never seen him without, like, a. he got all types of colors of the Nike sweatsuits. Yeah. Uh -huh. John Moran as well. John Moran, I know you be talking about his uh, shoes with the Nike employee badge, bro. Yeah, that, that is the dopest thing I've seen in a long-ass <laughs> time, bro. Like, Because, like, it's a lot of people who are not in Memphis may not get it, but so many people in Memphis either work for Nike or they or they got a swoosh account. You got a plug. Right, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And so for John is wrapping suit with him with the in Nike employee badge, that yeah. badge you know you just seen somewhere. It's crazy. See, that's like a hint replicated to Memphis. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But they obviously understand the culture here. And or you got some shoes off the train. There you go. <laughs> Folks don't want to talk about that, man. You, you hot in the streets if you get no joints, bro. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, obviously, though, the they the core embodies it. Like I said, the winning and then knowing now that we have a future with this team, <clears throat> with the younger guys like Vince Williams and Gigi Jackson, mm -hmm. especially that we got another killer mentality of Vince Williams. Mm -hmm. Memphis is such a hardworking city that we love a grit and grinder. So going back to the younger, I mean the early days mm -hmm. with Tony Allen. And now we had Dylan Brooks the previous years. Mm -hmm. Now we got Vince Williams, bro. Vince, you call him. And we got Marcus Smart, who we ain't seen. Smart, yeah. We've not well. seen enough of, yeah. Bro, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Bro, like you even gave Vince the name Boogie Man. Well, that was uh, Melvin Purdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sold the shirt. <laughs> Shout out to Melvin Purdy. But yeah, go but ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Melvin Purdy. Uh -huh. But we always love the guys that's going to bring the high energy, mm -hmm. especially on the defensive end. Because when you come into this, when you step inside the FedEx Forum, we want to beat you up mentally and mm. physically. And when we do that, guess what? The FedEx Forum gonna be rocking. Obviously, the players gonna be feeling how the city is is supporting mm -hmm. them, and they really gonna basically embody the whole city and culture. And man, you got Bag, Glorilla, all these other 
Memphis rappers and artists, they down courtside. When you go to the FedEx forums, the intro track gonna be one of the Memphis rappers on there, bro. Mm-hmm. Like they understand how they understand that they be vibing out to the city, like the whole yeah. city culture and the music and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So switching over to the Tigers, man, uh, we saw them get a big win over Charlotte the other Finally, night. Finally, bro. <laughs> right. And I I know I was talking to Kenny about it because I was like, man, <clears throat> something like when, when Tiger fans were really mad at me, right? One of the things I was really standing on was there's a generation of of people in the city of Memphis who are not connected to the Tigers, and that scares the shit out of me. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like most people in that uh like 15 to 25 age bracket are not Tiger fans, unless yeah. it's like their grandfather then or grandmother then with Mildred and them, right? So, yeah. it's, like, so it's like if unless you were a kid who were going to the games with your grandparents or parents or whatever, there are not many people who have that natural connection to the team. And I see you who's a total anomaly, t- t- total, you totally throw it out the window because you can talk Tigers like – it's kind of strange watching somebody in your age group who can talk about the Tigers like you do. It, yeah, you know, I, I basically sort of did my research about them yeah. and – I did grow up watching them. I basically remember my first season watching them was the Derrick Rose year mm-hmm. years. But as a person, I didn't even go to U of M for my, my main school. I yeah. went to Chattanooga. I spent I did like one semester at U of M. Mm-hmm. But I can see exactly what you mean though. Like as far as people my generation, they don't understand the the total switch of the Tigers of how high and how People of the older generation, they keep the Tigers up to a high, mm-hmm. and they don't even typically care about the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies mm-hmm. up down here, the Tigers up there. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I thought, uh, and a lot of people thought this, that since Penny become the coach, that was going to shift the culture around, which mm-hmm. it has, it has. But this year, the season, in a way, how it's sort of shifted with the, the high expectations and things that sort of mm-hmm. turning down south. Right. I could see... So many people of my generation and age, they not tuned in and interested mm-hmm. because, I mean, yeah, y'all talk about the Tigers of how they was in the past, but truth be told, what have they done since right. the Derrick Rose? And, and that past yeah. is, is getting farther and farther away. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but I actually have to set this up, though. So, like, how do you – what do you what do you think – what do you think could be done different to gain more people in – because the thing about you is you're an inspiring journalist, right? Yeah. So you, like you said, I did my homework. I know I have to get an understanding of this because I know it's a big foot, a big fingerprint of the city, right? Yeah. So I know you did your own homework. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that program needs to do going forward? I'm not talking about X's and I'm not talking about wins and losses. Uh-huh. What do you think they need to do to gain more people in your age group? Because I know I, I ain't gonna lie, they made some gains this year. I, they did the. Uh, the uh, uh, the student only uh, Memphis Madness, yeah. which I thought was dope as hell. Yeah, they've done a couple other cool things they, throughout the uh, throughout the season to try to get more students involved. I think they brought back the busing, uh-huh. of kids shuttling kids from the campus to the to the uh, arena, whatever. What do you see that they can do going forward? I mean, it is hard for a team to play in the FedEx from a college team to play in the NBA <clears throat> stadium arena. arena. Mm-hmm. Everybody has basically had their own statement saying that. They need to have a basketball facility mm-hmm. basically near campus or on campus. That will help major because most of these students, freshmen and sophomores, they don't have vehicles. Yeah. And they're missing out on crucial in, in, in those key games. Because if you think about it, a lot of them kids, bro, they be crunched down. Okay, should I study? Should I go to the game? If I got to go to the game, I got to catch a shuttle. That's going to be 
I gotta wait at the shuttle for 15 minutes. Then the shuttle <laughs> gonna be 30 minutes because the shuttle drives slow and right. whatnot. And then you go to the game. You gotta wait for the shuttle and everything. You gotta wait for wait. everybody to get back on the uh, shuttle. Exactly. Count heads and all this. Exactly. Shit. Yeah. Instead of you know, if the campus, if they right there, if the if the uh, the stadium right there on campus, you just walk right across the street and mm. then boom, pow, you can walk back. Mm. That's a big way. And then I still feel like well, that's probably not happening. But so yeah, that's so, not happening. That, I know, I know, I know that so, happening. So how can they maximize being in the FedEx Forum, in your opinion? Because we talked about this off the air. You was like, well, I went to a, a couple of Tiger games this year, and it feels totally different than the Grizzlies game. It is, but I can't really say why though. You know what I mean? Like I literally can't can't put a finger on what's what's different about. It. I, I'll be honest, the, it's all truth be told, it's an older environment, there. Mm-hmm. and the older environment that you have. I feel like that they're still stuck on their ways of how the Tigers should play and how how the Tiger game should feel mm-hmm. from back in the '90s or early 2000s. And when we got a whole mm-hmm. new generation, oh come on back way. to the '80s. You can go on back to the '80s. '80s, it's okay to say '80s. He said the '90s. Right, like his, uh, like he's, feel old. Like, like you better go to the '80s. Yeah. You better go back to the '80s or something. Yeah. Make me not feel as old. All right, but go ahead. <laughs> but it, it's it's. They would go back to 2010. Shit. Wait a minute. But shoot, like it's not it's not a. Up to par of how modern basketball mm. should be of mm. of, of, of embodying embodying it. Um, my sister she goes to Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. and I went last year. They had like siblings weekend, and we went to a game a Georgia Tech game. siblings weekend. That's a, that sounds like a dope idea. That's another idea that you mm-hmm. can, you know you could do, and they had a good DJ. They had you know mm-hmm. the good music and, and vibes was was. Was jumping there. It felt like you was in 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 Atlanta, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But in time terms of here at that game, I, I I've only been to one Tigers game my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. The one game that I went, they did get the win. That was when they was on their ten game winning streak. Mm-hmm. It still just felt, I don't know, in a way dull compared to the Grizzlies games. Man, I don't know. Like the fan culture, I feel like the, it's the fan culture of it being just such an mm-hmm. older age, a bigger gap of the top-notch fans being an older mm. age compared to people my age is just a whole di- brand different yeah. environment. Yeah. I think a big part of it, too, is that those seats on the bottom are way harder to get than at a Grizzlies game. Yeah. And I think you – Kenny, you, you might you might know better than me. Like, you you can't, like, go in and just buy those tickets at the bottom, right? I would. I don't <clears> know <throat> the percentage, but a lot of those are corporate seats mm. or people who've made major donations to the school, yeah. right? Right, which is a lot of times coming from corporations, and so right. they have seats that are just available for them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's got a lot to do with it. But uh, like I said, the Tigers just got a big win of the night uh, against Charlotte, the big one. FAU's in town this weekend. The rest of the season, does it look like the Charlotte game? And the 10-game the win streak and beating all these top 25 teams and the quad one victories and all that type of stuff. What does it look like the the team we saw over the last few weeks? Like, how does the season end for the Tigers in your opinion? It felt good for the – I was about to say the Grizzlies. But the Tigers to finally smack a opponent in the face and mm-hmm. get a, a nice stomping win, ass stomping win. Mm-hmm. Penny put a spark into them boys. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, man, if y'all ain't here to play – just go ahead and sit y'all ass down for the rest of the season. <laughs> right. That's true. That, that's, Come that, sit you, by me, man. Yeah, man. You, you got to really pull out the mm-hmm. Memphis out of them. Out, <laughs> I mean, out of you, bro. And let them know. But I like what, what I saw from them, especially with the lineup change. They put Tomlin at the three. I was seeing what Penny was ha- ha- having to do was to identify his tre- strengths and weakness. Right now their strengths is they have length in terms of they got multiple bigs. 
Tomlin is versatile. Mm-hmm. He can he can guard the guards around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. He ha- he's longer as well. He can dribble the ball. Right. So a big weakness right now with the Tigers was containing the three point defense because they mm-hmm. be getting killed yeah. behind the three point line. <laughs> right. Man, that North Texas game made me so mad the right. other day. But you put Tomlin at the three, right? He's able to be mobile. He has the length. If you want to protect the paint, in which that's what Penny wants to do the most, he wants to protect the paint. If you're going to get beat, at least Tomlin, he's able to run out there and contest the shot a lot deeper Mm -hmm. and whatnot because he has such a longer wingspan. And I just want to see with this FAU game tomorrow, I mean Sunday, can they really push FAU to play them at their pace, at their style, because mm-hmm. it's so many times this season that the Tigers has to play at the other team's pace and style because yeah. they're playing comeback or shoot themselves in the feet right, right. And, and whatnot. They have to put down the smacking right away against FAU because FAU, obviously, they beat us in the term- tournament last year, mm-hmm. but they, got, they feel like, hey, we the best team in the conference now. The Tigers don't mean shit to us no more. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree, man. They they have to – it starts with defense. Like, yeah. that's how you control the pace of the game. Exactly. If, if you're uh, – that's been one of Penny's things. If he's been – has such great defensive teams, but this year it feels like, you know, they've been all over the place. So, some, sometimes they may have to lock down some of the best teams in the country, and some nights you're struggling with Ridgeway. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things for the Tigers, man. It's going to be it's gonna be a fun, fun, fun ride to see how the whole thing plays out, man. When I say fun, I mean – Wild or interesting, <laughs> like right, which, which, like which has been the case with a lot of stuff. Well, this is my guy, man. They call him Zay Time Takes on Twitter, just in case y'all didn't know, man. Y'all probably seen his videos. The man is cold, man. The man can talk about anything to come down to hoops, man. One of the great young content creators in the city, my guy Xavier Dotson, man. We're about to take a break. When we come back, we're about to do the three pointer here on Anthony Sane Show. See y'all in a minute. So we, we've kind of talked about the lack of a culture, the lack of culture that this team seems to have. Like there's not a true identity to them. And I, I'm i just curious, how hard is that to, to have a culture when you only have Malcolm and Jaden back from last year? So you, you don't really, you're not really retaining much. So it yeah. seems like I mean, I don't, don't I think you can still have a culture that you're instilling from day one that they're here. I mean, he said it himself, like he'd been going easier and letting things slide that he normally wouldn't. Like, why are you doing that? Are you yeah. doing that because these guys are older and you think that they can get away with it and still win game? Like, why? Yeah. So I think the portal definitely plays a role and he's got to establish and hold everybody to the same standard, no matter who it is. If it's a fifth year senior or if it's a freshman that's walking in the door, like you got to treat everybody the same way in the program and hold all of them to the same standard. And I don't think that that happens. Yeah. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Zaire and Jake is definitely a hard sell. But what happens here is the Pistons, who have no intention of winning games, um, clearly, I, I don't know, have they won their third yet? I'm sure they have. Um, they are not in a 
position to compete. So they're just going to build up assets. And so what you do is you attach picks to that and then you send it over and then they see if maybe they can get something out of Zaire or Jake, whatever, whoever they might take. Um, but the real return for them is the picks, right? Just like when we traded for Iguodala, the return was for picks. We didn't want Iguodala. He clearly didn't want us. So we just got picks out of it. It'd be the same thing for a Detroit or for another team in that scenario. So um, Grizzlies get off of the contracts. Then the Pistons in this situation is what's been rumored. Get some assets out of it. And then potentially you get a reclamation project that actually works out, which does happen every once in a while. Lori Markinen, once upon a time, was a very disappointing draft pick. Um, not very disappointing, but disappointing, at least a little bit. Tune in to the Grizz 901 postgame show, live after every Grizzlies game on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. There are good coaches that have a system that they want to run. And they'll take these pieces of personnel and they'll make that personnel conform to their system. Great coaches, of course, are the ones that go get the personnel. They pick out these guys that they like, and then they'll take that personnel and they'll say, hey, you do this well, you do this well. We're going to change some things up. Right. We're going to fit this system to you. Adaptability. I keep watching this with Penny, and he wants this defensive culture and the thought process behind it to just sort of be his defensive system. And this year has been very telling to me that he has no adjustment off that. Yeah. You have to be moldable. You have to be able to change with the times and the talent and the personnel that's given to you. And I don't see that from Penny, man. Yeah. I just don't see it. Yeah. He wants it to be one way, his way. Tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Shout out to my man, Xavier Dotson, man. Just a great content creator, like I said. The man can talk hoop too, Kenny, for sure. Y'all really ain't really seen my boy really get he, down like he He kind of flexed a little bit. Oh, yeah, one, man. man. He's he's really good at what he does, man. Yep. He's one of those dudes. And, and, and when he said that Stuart Scott was one of his guys, I was That's like, dope. shit, that makes sense, man. Like, that definitely makes sense when you see his style, for sure. Shout out to my boy, Xavier Dotson. Got to get him Gotta get him in that rotation, man. Got to get him. Hey, hey, uh, you need to get him on there with Roman Clear in there, man. Let's go, man. <laughs> go easy on Roman, man. That's, I call nice kid all the time. Hey, next, next, next somebody come at Roman in the chat, but I'm going to be on the ass, man. <laughs> sure. Roman's my guy. Roman's man. my guy, man. Doing the show from the, from the closet somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for the day when Roman does the show with like his mama or something, just start yelling. Roman, You're what are you doing, Roman? I love Roman. <laughs> Hope that man mama don't sound like that. Though. No, she don't sound like that. Shout out to my man, Roman Cleary, man. Another dude who's doing some major work covering uh, Tiger basketball for sure. Uh, but it's a three-pointer, man. We'll be talking about three things that are going on in the world of sports. Uh, me and Kenny sit down. We do this all the time. Um, we're going to do an update, first of all, man. A, f- a couple weeks ago, probably last week, we talked about a highly anticipated video game, Kenny, uh, NCAA football is coming back to uh, uh, the video game platforms, man. Uh, I think 2025 is the name of the game. 
but it'll, it'll come out this year, right? That game's coming out yeah, this calendar year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were things about it that weren't adding up, Kenny, that I was saying, okay, that, that is not, it's not making any sense, you know what I mean? So um, the whole thing was the whole NIL thing right. and the players being in the game. Like, how do you get the players in the game? Right. And, and back in the day, them, man, right? back in the day when that, those games came out, uh, it would come out and it would just be generic. It would yeah. have all the real numbers of the players. If the quarterback was black with black hair, he would be black with black hair. If he was blonde with blonde hair, he might have – if he was white with blonde hair, he might have blonde hair, might have brown hair. But basically the numbers were right. You would go in, the guy's stats were right, the the height, weight, the skill all level, right. the – Yeah, you know, he, the guy stuff. played like the real dude, but he didn't have his name, right? So you could go in and these guys um, – guys would get in and they would be like they would be like a crew, right? They say, okay, you do the ACC, I'll do the SEC, you do the Big 12. And in a couple of days, this game that just came out would have the full rosters, right? You'll be able to go online and download the full rosters for these games, right? And that was one of the most awesome things, how you could go in. And then some teams, schools might, the game may only have a certain level of guys, like, like the guys who put a certain level of guys on there. And then, like, but for Memphis, you could go on and put, like, literally every dude is on the roster, right? Yeah. He was just kind of really funking out with the guys for sure as far as customizing your rosters. And that was one of the dopest things about that game is that online, the online community would make that game be the, the exact replica of college football, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so when they brought it back, there was speculation about how that was going to work, right, as far as the, with the player likenesses. And – what they did is the exact thing I feared. I speculated this. 100%. And people were saying, I don't think this is how it's going to work. The player's going to get $1,000 to do it. I said, all right, wait, wait, wait. Not so fast. Me personally, if I'm any type of good college player, you're giving me more than $1,000 to do this thing, right? So it comes out today, kind of more official news. I'm not sure this came from EA Sports or not. But the latest update is saying that the players are getting 600 bucks. Why six and not five? Or I don't know what. Why six is the number, but they get six hundred bucks and a copy of the game. Kenny is what they get, <laughs> and I'm like, hell hey. no, bro. Like, there's, I'm, if I'm any kind of good player, if I'm Joey Magnifico, I'm not taking six hundred bucks. If you're Caleb Williams from exactly, USC. man. I'm not. No, not, not even him. If I'm anywhere close to good, like, gotcha. no, you're, you're not gonna make millions of dollars off this game, and I'm making six hundred dollars in a free copy of the game. That's always been the way I thought about it. But I do, I do understand this there will be a lot of players who are excited and do want to see themselves in the game. But I don't know. It's, I still don't have the answer if their faces are going to be in there. Like, is it going to look like that dude? It seems like a lot of face scanning. I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think the face is going to be generic. I don't think the face is going to be accurate at all. There's no way the face is going to be accurate. That's, way, that's a lot of scanning. Unless the guys are uploading, like EA Sports may say, hey, to upload, the team, like, hey, upload like, 10 pictures of yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Something like that. And they could kind of make this cyber face or whatever. But um, I could see that. Um, but a big caveat in the whole thing is what I was concerned about. Because I was like, okay. Because people were saying, well, even if the players don't agree to be in the game or take the $600 to be in the game, um, you could always go in and just, you know, put your own guys in there. That you aren't able to do that. You can't go in and 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 edit the players and make your own dude. Yep. I don't know if you could create your own dude on the game and, and fill up a roster with that many guys. I don't know, man. Like it, that that kind of makes the game feel like it might suck. Does it, that change the game? It changes. It changes the, the game to me a lot. Yeah, because I'm not a I'm not a college football guy. But when I was the closest thing I was to 
being a college football guy is when that game was hot and I was playing with the real rosters and I was playing with real teams and I could kind of know who guys were and I knew who the good teams were because they were good on the game. You know what I mean? So that that's always been the case, whether it's FIFA, Tiger Woods, golf, all those type of things have made those baseball games have always made the game more accessible, make the game more understandable to people, you know, your common fan or whatever. So to me, that kind of takes a lot of luster off that, that only, and I could be absolutely wrong, man. I, I could look up and see, and it's a 90% turnaround of far as players who, um, that they will commit, you know, to make, to make that money or whatever. But, um, it's better than nothing, man, because like I think that game is gonna go crazy. It's probably gonna outsell Madden. That's probably gonna be the biggest selling sports game, period. You know what I mean? That game for sure. But uh, like I said, that is the update for uh, the NCAA College Football by EA Sports, which is coming out uh, very soon this year. Yeah, it seems like you weren't the only one that had those questions because they came out with a statement saying it, like very specifically answering those questions. Yeah. So they might it, have been on my Twitter. They might be watching Anthony Sainz. Hey, listen, man, we know they're watching EA Sports. EA Sports. You hey. can also become a sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Hey, oh, sh- man. <laughs> you almost got me excited when you said that, man. <laughs> hey, we got something for you. You watch the show, you can come and join right. us. They were like, so, Anthony, how much is it? Uh, let's uh, start about a cool million. Yeah, a year. About, about a cool, cool million. What you think? A cool million. Yeah, <laughs> right. And our prices are a lot less than that. They're, <laughs> not, they're not a million. <laughs> they can be. If you want so, hey. hey, if you're a local person, it's not a million. We're it's joking not a million, around. Hey. Yeah, 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 come on. Yeah. We, we can get you around. What's a million pennies? Now, you ain't got to be a million pennies. <laughs> Not even a million pennies, Hey, man. call me. A couple hundred dollars. We got you, man. A <laughs> couple hundred dollars. Call we got us, you. man. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> number two, uh, been a lot of discussions about uh, the face of the NBA discussion, right? And it's, it, it's so – I'm a big fan of the NBA, Kenny. It's Luke Kennard. <laughs> no? Oh, man. <laughs> a white shooter. Hey man, exactly. we 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 giving we've given y'all two white guys from the motherland, Kenny. So right. two, two of the best players in NBA are from the motherland, man. Come right. on, like we've given you two guys, man. So it, it doesn't have to be a white okay. corner three shooter. Right. Not Luke. Okay. It, it didn't have to be Luke Kennard. I'll change my mind. Now, if you want a white American player, you probably out of luck because I don't know who that would be. Maybe this kid Cooper Cup. Who's got the most white boy name, white boy, great white hope name ever. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Yeah, that sounds like, yeah, that sounds like the, the great savior of American basketball, for sure, I've ever seen one. Next to uh, Larry Bird. Player, right? uh, yeah, it sounds he like Larry for, Bird did him. Cooper Cup plays football, bro. He plays for the Rams. Huh? Yeah, yeah, Cooper Cup is a football player. Cooper Flag. Cooper, no. Which is even whiter. Yeah, it's even, yeah. yeah. That's the Flag dude. with two Gs, right? Yeah, two Gs. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. A lot of Coopers out yeah, there. Yeah, I have my Coopers wrong. Yeah. Don't yeah, Cooper Coopers. Flag sounds even more white. Don't you disrespect the Coopers, <laughs> Don't disrespect the flag. <laughs> the flag. <laughs> Don't disrespect the flag. He always just leaned all the way into the, the patriot, patriotism. American well, flag man. tattooed all over his body. Cooper yeah. flag. <laughs> now that's he's a patriot. Hey, Anthony, he's a proud boy. Hey, what's, a, <laughs> what's a better name <laughs> for the for the face of white American basketball than actual Cooper flag? Oh man, Cooper patriot flag. <laughs> Sponsored by Taco Tacos and Ghana. Tacos and Ghana. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> Cooper Flag, shout out! But uh, it's been a face of the NBA discussion, right? And right. Um, and and Shannon Sharp um, puts in his two cents on it, right? And I think John Morant was listed as one of the names, and he said that um, I don't think it could be a guy like Ja, 
because John's not married, <laughs> right? So I'm like, um, all right, bro. And meant for neither of you, bro. Right, neither of you, man. Like, and I, I get the point of what he's trying to say. In the past, all of the great players have been married as far as your faces of the league type guys. All right, Kevin Durant is, is, is one of the faces of the current NBA. He's not married. Right. Um, a lot of these guys, after seeing – and that's more of a product of just kind of – I learned from guys before me, right? A lot of these dudes are just choosing to go to – just going to screw a lot of women, <laughs> like, because they've seen they've seen what getting married at a young age in the NBA happens. They see what it looks like, right? They've seen – like awful marriages, real and, bad alimony situations, and all this and, type of stuff, right? Yeah. So guys, like I'm, I think I'm cool on that, man. I think I'll wait till I'm like 45 to well, go get married. And another aspect of it is the the league is getting younger Super and younger young. and younger. Yeah. And, and so your your guys, the guys that you're calling the face of the league are 21, 22, right. 23 years old. Right. Like, and I remember, like, if you watch the Dream Team, the original Dream Team documentary, right, when it was like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, right, they were talking about a changing of the guard and, like, finally releasing the league over to Jordan, right? Like, Magic and Bird were talking about finally handing over to Jordan. And they were, like, 36, and Jordan was, like, 29. Right? <laughs> and already won two championships or shit like that. So I'm like, bro, like, and, and they're just younger dudes, man. Jason Tatum is still only, like, 26, 27 years old. Ja, whoever you're talking about, these dudes are young. They're super young dudes. Even, like, if you're talking Luka or – uh, whoever, Giannis, these, none of these guys are 30 years old, bro. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and, and I'll say this too, that it was a guy, like, he was saying, man, like, you know, these guys, I don't I don't think nobody's ready to take the reign. Nobody's trying to take the reign from when LeBron leaves. And I'm like, yeah, LeBron is a face of the league, but he's, he's I think that whole conversation is just dumb because the NBA is the face that you make it. You know what I mean? Like, if you can you can be a fan of the NBA and don't give a shit about LeBron James or Steph Curry or Kevin Durant. You know That's what I'm right. saying? And there are people who, and because of the accessibility of the NBA with League Pass and social media, NBA social media is so much bigger than the other sports, so just the social media part, that you can have a connection to a particular team and that's the only team you give a shit about. Like And, like, there's any team that you want to watch – Ready to be via NBA League Pass, bootleg streams, or just watching clips on YouTube or, or on the internet or whatever, or, or Zay or whatever. Like, you can have a connection to a team, and that can be your face, and you don't even give a shit about the rest of the league. You know what I mean? Because there's so – even the coverage of it. Like, I don't have to wait for ESPN to show the Grizzlies. Like, you, because you got guys like Zay who are making Grizzlies highlights. Right. And they're on YouTube. I don't have to wait for ESPN to, oh, when are they going to cover us tonight? And it's like the whole face of the league argument is just so dumb because people can literally customize the experience the way that they want to. You know what I mean? There are people who think that the Oklahoma City Thunder are, are the shit, and that's all I care about. And that's and, and because of the access, you can have that can be a reality for you. You know what I mean? You don't have to have – they don't have to be guys that the league can just sell like that. And there's so many faces of the league, in my opinion, right now. This conversation feels so, like – the conversation happened between it was Shannon Sharp, it was JJ Reddick, and it was and JJ Reddick looked so annoyed. He looked so annoyed having those conversations, <laughs> but like on that yeah. show, it's like Stephen A. Mad Dog Russo, Steve, uh, Shannon Sharp, mm -hmm. the normal like kind of the main guys on that show. As as our guy Zay said in the second segment, 
That feels like a very 1990s conversation. Right. Right? Like, it's just so dumb, man. Like, like, what do you mean the face of the league? The league is going to go on, man. Like, you, the, the, the people think the league is not going to be okay when LeBron decides yeah. to leave? Like, we is that watch, what they're we saying? We're going to watch basketball, bro. Like, we're we going to watch Hooper's Hoop. We man. watched like, Jordan. I was around for Jordan. Magic and Bird were fading out when I was a little kid, right? They were turning into old men. Right. And they were fading out of the picture, right? 83 was the year that Larry, did they win that year? Or was, anyway, that I, was, I think that was his final year, right? 80, no, no, 87. He played up He played up into, Bird Bear was in the league like in 1990. Are you serious? Yeah, he played, he, he oh. yeah. God, I know he was because he was on uh, Bulls versus Lakers. Oh, he's on, on the, the Dream Genesis. Team. Yeah, he's on the Dream Team. He's I'm on the tripping. Dream Team too, yeah. Yeah, 92. So, but what yeah. I'm saying is the league survived with, with, with past those guys, Magic, Bird, and Jordan, right? And it's gonna survive past LeBron, KD, and Steph. Like it's it's gonna, he'll be fine, bro. There's some hooping ass dudes in the league, man. That this people are gonna, gonna watch. This league is gonna be great. And the league has more, like I said, it's more access. Like I'm not dependent on TNT. I'm not dependent on ESPN. Like there's so many ways to get coverage. My kid, Gabe, does not watch NBA games. Like, but right. he has such a grasp. He can tell you everything that's going on in the NBA and does not watch games at all. Off of shorts. It's off all of, social media stuff. Yeah. He can tell you everything that's going on in the league. And it's all just YouTube. Like, he's got this – he 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 tells me stuff that's going on. I don't even know the crap he's talking about. Yeah. Because we were playing NBA 2K one time, and I got Orlando, right? He got the Grizzlies. And he beats me and whatever. He said, Dad, you know what? That guy that you played with, he's actually good for real. He was talking about – um um um. Help me out, man. Uh, the, the, white guy, the white guy for Orlando. Uh, Franz. Walker. He was saying, yeah, Fr that, that guy you, you were talking about, he's better. He's good for real. Because I was talking about to give my boy Franz. I'm, you know, I'm about, to, I'm about to go upside your head, Gabe. And he was like, yeah, that guy's good for real. And Gabe ain't watching no games. It's all social media you stuff. You just see social media stuff. Yeah, yeah, so I just think that whole that whole face of the league argument is just such a stupid, dated, old-ass argument, bro. Which is kind of the prime example of what ESPN is at this point. Yeah. Stupid and dated. Yeah, it, it's just they're like begging for stuff to talk about. And like I said, if – just talk about what who, who's ESPN's face is going to be. That's like exactly I said, what it is. That's That, to me, is the conversation. It's ESPN saying this is who we're right. going to crown. And that's something y'all need to figure out. That's like, what y'all got to figure out. <laughs> Leave us out. Stop making that a conversation that we all yeah. need to have. That, and, that and, needs to be an email and not a meeting. Right? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> for sure. It needs to be just a quick email. Because all those conversations are just so disrespectful. These dudes are hooping, bro. Like, these dudes are flat out playing ball and just doing, just putting up crazy numbers, man. For example, bro, like, <clears throat> um, Maxi in Philadelphia. That dude's got, like, one of the highest selling jerseys in the NBA. Nobody's forcing that kid on us. It's just an organic thing. He's just, he's hot in the city that's a big market. And the dude's selling units, you know what I mean? Like, John Morant selling shoes. Like, he don't need ESPN's help to do that. Like, oh, oh it's Johnny to get a wife to sell shoes. No, nah, he's selling shoes, man. Like, it's it's just all – it's just such a dumb, dumb, dumb conversation for sure. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, the face of the league conversation. Who are they – who do you think they're going to – I know we need to get off this, but who mm -hmm. are they going to promote do you think is the next face of the league? <clears throat> um, It's got to be a – it's got to be a group project, man. It's it's a lot of guys you got. You got Luca, of course. You got Ja. They've got this fear of promoting like a European player or a non-American born player, but that's just kind of what the league is, man. It's kind of turning if, that way. If if you throw a dart at the NBA, it's gonna either land on a European dude or some biracial dude, more likely, bro. Right. So it's just it's just kind of what it is, man. Like it's it's kind of what the NBA is today. I still think American basketball is king. Um, you got a lot of a lot of your top players for sure are of non-American descent. 
But yeah, you, you you lace it up and you go deep. You go ten deep and see how how long that lasts. You know what I mean? For sure. So I still think American basketball is king. Still think there are a lot of great American born players in the league. Um, but I just think it's it'll be a group project, man. So it's even ESPN. I think realizes. I think ESPN realizes it's pretty much a dumb dumb uh, conversation. I think the league will be fine, man. Um, and, and and they're trying to make guys something that they're not expecting Anthony Edwards to say this you know, super intelligent thing about the All-Star Weekend or the, the future of the league, you're not going to get that from him, man, because he's, he's just a dude who just want to go hoop. You're not going to get that from him. But that dude can hoop his ass off. You know what I mean? I think that's – and like this guy – like this conversation I had this guy on Twitter, he was like, "These nobody's uh, nobody's saying they want to take the reins and nobody's taking the reins. Like those dudes didn't either. Like LeBron did. Like he knew he had to be that guy. But like KD and Steph, they didn't ask for none of this stuff. Like they just went out there and hooped. And they were they were the best players in the league and they got crowned as the best players in the league. Like there wasn't any I declare myself to be a face of the NBA. Like there was no moment for like that for those guys. They right. just hooped their ass off. And I and, and that's always gonna be the case. Hoopers are gonna hoop and their guys are gonna emerge to be the best players in the league. So um yeah, I think I think that's all just a bunch of nonsensical talk as far as the uh the uh, uh face of the NBA conversation is concerned. Uh, number three, Kenny, uh, the Grizzlies had injury updates that came out today. Uh, <laughs> one left me. He's back, man. Oh, yeah, he's back, man. Jake I'm LaRavia. I'm so happy, man. man. Jake LaRavia. Hey, hey, things are just starting to get fun. <laughs> I'm just ready to see. I'm ready to see Zay's uh, Nardo, Jake Nardo Bomb, Jake LaRavia mashup, man. <laughs> oh, man. Is, uh, is Zay still here? Ask Zay, uh, what would he, what would he call a Jake Laravia shot? Yeah, what, what do you would, call Jake Laravia shot? Tell him, tell him, give me, give me a minute. He ain't got to get it to me right now. Whenever, yeah, whenever he, he gonna come up with it. Did he say so? He's thinking on. I said you gotta think about it. All right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we want to know what that Jake. Well, there ain't gonna be many of those if, if we if we banking on it. Um, <laughs> he don't I, have to think too hard. It ain't gonna happen much. He just really sucks, man. <laughs> it is crazy. Like I hate the dog on Jake Laravia, right? But it's like. We've seen like the Gigi Jacksons emerge, the Vince Williams of the world, um, uh, Lamar. Uh, uh, I've got this dude's name, Stevens. <laughs> Lamar Stevens. You know, you got guys coming in that can play. You know what I mean? Apparently, Jordan Goodwin. I don't know. Uh, Jordan Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Zaire Williams. Zaire had Williams coming. And you just know, man, they're gonna. We got Roddy ass up out of here. Roddy. <laughs> and you just know, man, they're about to just force some Jake heavy. Never Jake Laravia. They're about to do it. No bro. way, dude. You know they are. No way. Okay, they're trying to move that dude, man. They're trying to move his contract. They're going. They're going to see heavy Jake Laravia minutes down down the stretch, man. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It just feels like all the air is about to get pulled out of the, of the balloon for sure. How mad, how mad, I'm just picturing Grizzlies Twitter, the Grizzlies Discord at Bluff City Media. Oh, let that man have anywhere close to G. Let, let, let him Gigi have get pulled to, out of the game. And let then, them pull Vince one day for a, uh, for, and, have, uh, <laughs> and sit Vince in the fourth. Let, let Gigi Jake. do some cold little Euro Ugh. with the clean little finish that you see Jake LaRavia standing at the, at the, at the uh, <laughs> with scores his, booth. With his goggles scores on. Table. Oh, God. Shit, man. I almost dropped the F-bomb. You about had to do some work tonight to get that up out of there, man. <laughs> Shit, if I see that dude, them damn goggles, and then he had like the little little things on him, right? The uh, the little what's it called? The little tape shit to leave the, you know, what I'm talking about what they be sucking on you and shit. <laughs> the uh, suction cups. Oh my called. god, man! Hey, get this dude. Zay out got one for you. He got it. Come on, got come on, Zay. What you got? The, Jake from State Farm shot oh, of the day. Shit. Oh, I get it. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm good, man. 
<laughs> Get that dude out of here, man. Good God, Jake LaRavia. Y'all yeah, remember, like, when he first got here? He did that, like, he did that, like, uh, like, pandering-ass video. He was saying something, and it was like, he was like, yeah, man, yeah. I was like, man, get this clown-ass dude the hell up out of here. You remember that? Like, his, like when he first got here, like, media day or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he had, like, yeah. a chain on. Yeah, yeah. man, get <sighs> I'm straight, man. I'm straight. I think I'm super straight, actually, on, on Jake LaRavia. But uh, also, in the Grizzlies uh, injury update news, uh, Coach uh, Taylor Jenkins said, I think he's kind of learning from the error of his ways as well, man. Like, he's like, no, nah, y'all ain't finna catch me saying, giving no medical analyses of these dudes that, that, ain't, that have been gone for a while. Uh, basically saying that a formal uh, update will be given on Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain uh, in the coming days. Um, and I'm going to throw this out to you, Kenny. What do you think that means? Like, do you think, do you think that means that – do you think we'll hear that one or both of those guys is getting pushed down, that their their injury update status will be pushed down the line? Do you think you'll hear something saying that they'll be cleared to play? Or how do you think this is going to look? I, as a Grizzlies fan that's, wait, that's looking towards the future, right. I would say bring them back as quickly as you can to get them and Vince and Gigi on the court together. Yep. I would you, love to see that. Because you want to see – what next year is going to look like, mm -hmm. even though you don't have Ja, if you have Jaron out there with Dez, with Marcus, with Vince and Gigi, then you've yeah. got a real clear view. That's the hooping, man. That's the hoopers, right? Like yeah. you got a real clear view of what next year is going to look like. It's going to kind of look like some bootleg Boston Celtics. But, but I need to see that. Like yeah. we need to see that right now. Like, yeah. When it doesn't matter, let's get some minutes on. Let's get some minutes of 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 research, I guess, that, so we can like yeah. figure out, like look and see what that looks like. Because I really want to see what you got me really freaked out over here though about this Jake Laravia stuff. <laughs> like yeah, that dude's gonna play, man. I honestly, when I saw the stuff today, I was like, he's just not gonna. He's just gonna be buried at the bottom Shit. of the bench. I don't see it that you way. You got at me. All. I'm I'm like sweating over here a little bit right yeah, now. Yeah, that's happening, bro. That's happening. Oh my god. You know what I want to see the most though? I want to see some. I want to see Marcus Smart on ball, looking like. Almost to the point where I kind of want to see the whole transition. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing – I'm sure he's going to start. But I wouldn't mind seeing Scottie Pippen Jr. start a few games mm. with, with Smart at the three. Mm -hmm. And then him coming in as the backup and seeing how he looks transitioning from starting on the wing and then – Backing up at the being point. Backing or. up at the point. Because that's what we're expecting to see next year. Yeah. I want to see them actually do that a little bit uh, this year. Um, when the, if those guys come back. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it seems like it's going to be an out-for-the-season announcement. I don't want to see that. I, I want to see those guys get some run. I don't think it's going to affect the standings. I've talked about that for the, for a while. People who are on, on the tank uh, thing or whatever, I get it. I get the, I get all that type of stuff. But I don't think I don't think anything is going to really affect where the Grizzlies are in the standings. We've talked about that a while ago. I don't think they're going to move too much between. Even after that non-game losing streak, people are still worried about the standings. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, honestly. We kind of are where we're going to be. Yeah, like yeah. we're kind of at where, where we are where we are at this yeah. point. You can't get, go too much higher. If y'all, I don't think you can go down at all. I don't think you're going to go down to six or five at all. And I don't think you're going to drop below maybe nine or ten max, no matter how good you play. Uh, reverse standings, whatever. So um, I'm super interested in, in this Brandon Clark thing, though, man. Oh my God, We got about 26 to 28. It's like 26 games left, I think, something like that. I'm really interested in seeing what Brandon Clark looks like because if Brandon Clark looks good next to Jaron and you can get some rebounding oh, and that lineup really looks good with those two guys – it really opens up what you can do this summer. I'm not going to say you want to run with that, but it kind of gives you, makes you feel a little better as far as things go. Um, 
but yeah, like I said, uh, good stuff. And and something else that um that Zay was talking about was Isaiah Hardenstein, the playmaker. I I I don't I haven't watched enough of his game to tell you whether that's real or not. But I do know that I saw the rebound. And I, I saw him grabbing rebounds after rebounds on top of us. So I'm cool with that. But I didn't I've never really noticed that as being part of his game. So good observation about with from that from Zay. And something else too, man. Um like I said, I'm swinging every day on this stuff, man. Like how I feel they should handle that draft pick changes. Seems like every day with me, bro. Um, I thought about something. Like people were talking about, can you draft a center? Because I said today they're probably not going to draft a center who can come in and play, right? And then I talk, you know, you talk about the guys like Derek Lively in Dallas who've done it. Like he's a guy who's right looked good, even though they did go out and get another center. And you talk about, okay, we need a Steven Adams type guy, right? Like rookie Steven Adams played for the Thunder and they were a playoff team. And he was, you know, getting under Zach's ass. Like he was Was that his rookie year? Yes, that was rookie year Steven oh my Adams. Gosh. That's why we thought he was a lot older than he was, because we remember him being like, like a contributing player on that on that team. So is it really out of the realm of possibility to think that they could just go draft this in? I don't know that guy's in the draft, but man, it's just something it's just it's so many possibilities, so many things that Greasers could possibly do. I know. think there's maybe one or two guys that, that could be that yeah. guy that you're talking about. But, man, it's – I just don't know if the Grizzlies are going to be in a position to do it. Man. Like, with their draft pick, like, we we still don't know exactly what their draft pick is going to look this like. This is going to be one of the most – this is going to be the most interesting summer. But I'll say this. Ever I'll, for the Grizzlies. I agree. I'll say this. I am firmly off the bandwagon of trading that pick. I think they're going to use it. They're going to use it. I think they're going to. I think they're going to use it. They're going to use it, and they're going to use it to fill a need. Yeah. Whether it's a backup center or whether it's a uh, off-the-bench playmaker slash Score. facilitator yep. scorer. Like, yep. that, that's – they're going to use that pick. Oh, another wing, man. You or another wing. Because, like, there's the thing. If you get – let's say you pick another wing in this draft, and he's, like, really good, right? EJ guy's a guy who's coming in, who's helping your team contribute, or he's a very solid piece you could trade or whatever you want to do going forward, man. This, this is going to be a very interesting summer for the Grizzlies. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for the lottery to get here yes. to know exactly where we are. I'm ready for draft night. I'm ready for draft night trades. I'm ready for free agency to kick off. Because if you're doing a sign and trade, man, that might be like a midnight situation. Or, or you see like certain guys, what, what, what have the Knicks signed Hardenstein yet? Like, you know, that type of stuff. It might be somewhere you oh what, what, what Claxton what, what they saying like that kind of it's gonna be crazy this summer this offseason is gonna be crazy uh, for the Grizzlies for sure man but yeah man that's the three pointer man about to take a break Kenny when we come back it's time for inside the same brain we'll see you guys here on Edge of the Same Show. is who we thought Dylan was going to be, right? He's mo- he's turning into that player that's just a defensive menace but can get you buckets. And it's just fun to watch him grow and develop into the player that he is, especially against Dylan Brooks. It was a passing of the guard thing, but because for Dylan, it was always like you loved his grit. You loved his tenacity. You loved his nastiness on the defensive end. But he just shot you out of games. And yeah. you were just hoping like Vince Williams can be that guy and he just won't shoot as much. But it's actually been this season, he's taken uh, four three-pointers a game, 37% from three, 44% from the uh, from the field as a total. And it's the polar opposite on the offensive end of what Dylan offered. 
getting in Steph's head, getting in Lucas' head, you know, bugging these right. star players, grinning maniacally while he's covering Steph Curry, one of the greatest shooters of all time, because he's a straight up Batman villain. Tune in to the Two Buck Sports Show with Rusty Witten and Drew Gann every Friday at 3 p.m. only on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. It has been quite the break. Yeah, like that Vince McMahon meme where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's me right now. Holy it, Toledo. TJ, we're not, we can't have 10% beers when we <laughs> eat dinner at five o'clock and record at 11. <laughs> oh, so I'm still fine <laughs> for a body to get back with this there. Dear God. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, there's a uh, video of Drake going around the internet, and Kenny just sent me a steel shot. And, oh, it's gonna take a minute to recover from that. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. But I just want to ask the question. Should Derrick Rose retire? <laughs> I mean... I'm being dead serious. It's not nothing against the guy. I know, I know you are. That's why it sucks. I'm asking the, a legit question because he can't stay injury free. I don't know if it, you know, maybe an off season helps. Magic eight ball. All signs point to yes. <laughs> Sheesh. That's it's, the sad part of it too. It's again, like I know a lot of people want him to do the Udonis Hassel thing. Like that's, that's the extent of, Derrick Rose at this point. It's, okay. Like, he still showed. I mean, he had a nice move under the basket tonight, but it's, man, like, he's always hurt for a reason, dude. His body's just, it, it doesn't happen, right? And yeah. if he can fit into Udonis Haslam type role where he's just the bench guy and the vet for the team, then that's yeah. awesome. I Tune in to the Grizz 901 postgame show live after every Grizzlies game on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Time for Inside the Sane Brain, man, where I talk about something that's just, just on uh, Ngana's mind out here uh, in these streets, man. Uh, shout out again to uh, Taco Ngana's. Hey, it's all the free pub y'all get to, man. We, we are killing. This is two-way straight episodes. We are them. killing the, the euphemism of uh, Ngana's here uh, uh, today. Unless y'all got some of that paper. I will endorse y'all. <laughs> we got Absolutely. a lot of segments you guys can sponsor if you want one. The good people. I, I might go holler at my guy, uh, Gregorio Diaz. Hit us up, Pastor. Yeah, but <laughs> Pastor. Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Ghana. We'll even eat some tacos on air, man. <laughs> on the air. And, and I'll, have, I'll be in this joint, man. Super offensive. Y'all need me to. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> inside the same brain. Well, yeah, just talk about something that's on my mind. Now, Kenny, I I, I try to stay out of political comp 
conversations, right? But sometimes you just got to talk about dumb shit that <laughs> you just got to see, right? Um, and I'm going to talk about, shout out to the lady. I kind of want to talk about this too, man. The TikTok lady who's got this video, this 50-part series. Have you seen it? Is it the, uh, what's it called? The, yes. um, um, I heard about it today. Um, this lady meets this guy that's like a pathological liar. Yes. And she makes this 50-part, like, eight- or nine-hour Yes, I heard about it today. Yeah. Talking about the stuff that she was bamboozled by this man. I'm like, lady, the more you talk, the worse you're making yourself look. <laughs> and <laughs> Just being honest with and you. number two, that man's feeling super important right about now. <laughs> What oh, do you yeah. do with the sociopath? I'm a master of <laughs> What do you do with a, a narcissistic sociopath? You give you shine you, light on them. You ice them out. Yeah, yeah. You freeze them out. Yeah, but that's not she, she she's not doing that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a master deceiver. I'm a master of deception out here. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of want to talk about that. But, I win. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that man had some top notch lies he was telling us too. <laughs> That man was that man was creating family members that weren't his family. Jesus. <laughs> type shit. But yeah, shout out to that lady for marrying a dude that she never met anybody in his family. Like that's pretty that's a kind of a new one. Can you met your wife's people and stuff before y'all got married, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well we did most of our dating online. Uh was uh was me in China. So like we were all on Zoom all the time. So mm -hmm. yeah, I met them uh wish I'd gotten to know them a little bit better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, man. I'm joking. But uh and other crazy shit. Um uh, oh, I'm not I'm not gonna say this person's name, right? I'm, I'm hoping that it that me not saying this person's name won't make this video flag off to that demographic, right? So um the lady in that video was calling her ex-husband Legion. <laughs> so, that was the name she gave the dude is Legion, it's a fake name, right? So I'm gonna call this guy uh, Cheeto is what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> So uh, a former leader of the a leader of this country, Cheeto we're gonna, head. We're gonna call him Cheeto, right? So he drops this shoe line. Hey, not uh, even is it a line or is it just a pair of shoes? Just a pair of shoes. Yeah. Uh, that that would make big baller brand look like Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoes are going for four. Jonathan Isaacs look like they're KDs, man. Who what you are you talking about? Look like some Jaws or the something. Holy, the holy rollers look man. like some uh, some Kobe Grinches. <laughs> but anyway, man. <laughs> Look like Marty McFly. From man, Back to the make Future, the Holy man. Rollers look like uh, 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 <laughs> oh, what's his name? God, why am I so hard with names? I gotta stop all this damn spoken, bro. Um, <laughs> my memory is gone. Uh, the joke is over now. Don't worry about it. I got you. Uh, make it like it looked like Jordan uh, Jonathan Isaac shoes look like Lil Nas X Let's go. devil shoes. Let's go. <laughs> Some blood in the middle of it. It didn't 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 little Nas X put some blood in the middle of his shoe or something, something like that? Something like that, man. I think that was like the idea of the prototype or something. Yeah. If I was to look, if I was to think about evil shoes, I think I have the little little Nas X is one still, still one. Yeah. Yeah. And then this crap is probably number, number two, two. The Cheeto. The Cheeto. Yeah. Is so, that what it's called? Let's call it the Cheeto. Dude. Right. It's like this fake gold. Oh my God. It's, it's on the base model of like some Bobos. <laughs> Like an American flag on a Cooper flag. Just, put them a Cooper flag. Cooper man. flags gonna be rocking those day one. Cooper flag gonna be rocking, rocking them Cheeto joints at Duke next year. Yeah, <laughs> my God, <laughs> if that happened for real, bro, I'd be like, get this dude out of here. Um, but yeah, uh, Admiral Cheeto, the the leader of the free world, uh, former leader of the free world, dropped his shoe, mm. and then this guy on Fox News is like, hey man, this just, this really speaks to your black demographic, man. Real quick before you get to that part, uh. The first night that they dropped, he dropped him at SneakerCon, by the way. Stop it. For real? He was at SneakerCon. He dropped him at SneakerCon mm -hmm. and got 
booed. They booed them. I'm but, sure they did. I got these shoes for you. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Get your ass out of here. Hey, somebody, Get your freak ass out of here. Some, some uh, clearly a patriot. Mm-hmm. Somebody who clearly loves America bought the, bought the first pair for $9,000. And they're like, and the guy on Fox News is like, yeah, you know, man, you know, black people, yeah. you know, those colors and they love. <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, what the hell? Like, bro, it really pissed me off. I'm on Twitter. I'm like watching this white guy get on Fox News and say. Reaching out to the black demographic. Like, this is like, this is really, man, nobody touches the culture. Yeah. Like, like, like Cheeto. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. You messing up, up the algorithm, man. Damn it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bleep that out. Yeah, make sure you get that out of the algorithm, man. I don't even want to talk about this crap. Yeah. But, like, it's like, bro, that's so offensive to, like, think that now our black people are gaudy. Yes. Do we spend money? Yes. Do we love to. Floss and show off and all that type of thing. Yes, we are. But, man, don't simplify my race to be, like, on some goofball stuff where, like, if if, if, if there are, are there black people that rock with I mean, rock would take that out. Cheeto. I got it. Yep. Cheeto sure there are, right? You yep. know what I mean? It's a ton of people who do, and they've got the right to do that for whatever reason. You know what I mean? But, like, to act like just because this dude dropped some shoes, yep. he's going to, like, the black voter's going to swing his way. And there are a lot of black people who are out on Biden, right? Because if there were any other, like, Democratic candidate or any other candidate, period, I don't really get into that party stuff. Like, if there were any, like, dope-ass candidate, I'd be voting for whoever that dude is, right, against But, like, against, oh, man. I just, I'm going to be bleeping this up all night. I can't, I can't say F. I might as well just throw some F-bombs in there now, man. So, uh, Cheeto, right. So yeah, there you go, King. <laughs> Why you at it? You know, <laughs> all the same. It's all the same it, space. It'll all be there anyway. Yeah. Right, just get it out. So like, people got the right to do that, man. But to think that like black people are that simple, like we're going right. to like choose who our presidential candidate is because of some freaking gold Payless shoes. Can like, I just? Can I even bring it back to a little bit further? A little bit. Yeah, go ahead. You're at, you're you're on a real nuance level right now, and mm-hmm. I understand why you are. Mm-hmm. To me, the most annoying thing is. This dopey ass Elmer the Fudd looking dude <laughs> acting like he knows anything about anybody else's culture. Culture. Other than like creepo, weird, other old than, white, rich white, than, white man. I mean, yeah. Like that, like even on that level is offensive to me. Just right. like, dude, shut, dude, bro, you don't know nothing, nothing about, about nothing. nothing. But just nasty shit. <laughs> like creep. Like your your browser history probably looks oh, like uh, disgusting. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's and that's the part, like. In that sense, like, yes, you're on a very nuanced level, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm just like, bro, you don't know nothing about nothing, man. Well, Shut nothing. Up. Be quiet. Right. You can't relate to, to nothing about black culture. For that guy, I don't even know who that dude was. I don't watch the news. I don't know nothing about who these you know these news personalities are. But it was just some, just some pure clown shit uh, coming out of Fox News and coming out of uh, uh, former President Cheeto, uh, for sure. But I tell you what, man, it's been another great show. Shout out to my boy Xavier Dotson, man. Came in, rocked it today, man. Good stuff. Super, super, super smart young man. I hate to call him a kid. He's a grown ass man, but he's you know out there doing his thing, man. Um, we're about to get up out of here, man. It's been another great week. Tiger basketball got the win. Got FAU coming in this weekend. We'll know if you go out there and beat FAU, man. It might be time to talk about what is the rest of this uh, season look like and what is the the AAC tournament look like as well. Like I said, man, it depends on what side of the bed Penny wakes up Exactly, on. exactly. The and, all, on, and I say that in a joking way, mm-hmm. but I mean it. Yeah. Like, if Penny comes in with, with the and lineup, he stays, like, and he on stays tight rotation on type that shit. tight rotation with yep. Naquan at the three, 
there's not a team more talented in the AEC than them, they yep. are. And they can go yep. they can go into Fort Worth and they can absolutely win four Still games in four hope. games. Still that hope. But yeah, man, for Kenny Stubblefield behind the glass, for my guest today, Xavier Dotson, shout out to you, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you guys next time, and we out. Thank you for listening to The Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.